What's the word? Welcome in the No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little, in the stew. We talking Bulls. We talking Bears. Nick the Quick is here. We're going to break down this win streak coming from the Bulls. I got a hot take on that. Interested to see what Nick's got to say as well. We're going to talk Bears. Focus on Mitchell Trubisky. And uh, we have the lonely, winless Browns coming up on Sunday. Yeah, get those tickets, everybody. Get those tickets. <laughs> get them. StubHub available right now. I'll no catch up Chicago. For Chicago, by Chicago. Listen up. Big Nick the Quick in the building. What's going on with you? What's going on, man? You know, I'm just I'm still over here on injured reserve, man, but I'm still playing. I'm going to gut it out. <laughs> you know what I mean? For those who don't know, we haven't shot the sports side in, a, in like, a, what, a week and a half or so because Big yeah. Nick cut his finger up, had to go under the knife in the surgery to get yeah. it fixed. Shout out Dr. Gray at North Shore Medical. <laughs> Shout out the PPO. Shout out the PPO. Nick was out there chilling. Actually, he was sending me pictures of his room when he was getting getting checked on TVs. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. whole nine. Bro, I had like 15 different nurses, like three different doctors. Like, yo, if, you, if you're not out, if you're out here playing games with this health insurance, like, stop. I'm telling you. Cut they, it out. They saw that PPO card, and it was like the heaven's gates open for me. Like, you know, I got whatever I wanted at that point. So shout out Blue Cars, Blue Shield. Shout out North Shore. But yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm back. <laughs> no shout HMO. No, no HMO. No HMO. I'm not going, We can't man. do that. Spend that extra money. I'm telling you. <laughs> can't do it. <laughs> All right. So we're back in the studio now, though. And I, the first thing we're going to talk on about is the Chicago Bulls. Winners of freaking bulls. Winners of six straight. Yeah. Are now nine and twenty. Prior to winning six straight, had lost fifteen of sixteen. Right. What are your thoughts? Talk to me about how you're feeling. They they beat the the seventy sixers last night. Took care of business. Exciting game coming down the stretch. Nico Miritich. Did his thing. They are six and zero with him balling in the lineup. right now. He, How you feel? He didn't just do his thing last night. I mean, if you were really watching that game, um, you know, obviously he was hot. He had a good game throughout, but in the fourth quarter, he he was making plays. At one point, he had that sequence where he blocked the shot, came down, passed it to Dunn. Dunn hit the three, tied up at one hundred and seven. Nico came back down, stole the ball from Ben Simmons, came down, and then hit the end one, and the Bulls are up three. So, I mean, he was, he was just out there balling. So, I know we kill Nico a lot here on the podcast. You know, we're not big Nico people, but shout out Nico, man. Obviously, whatever he's doing has really led them to come back and uh, really start playing, man. So, I mean, I'm feeling really good about it. And it's not like the Bulls are beating bad teams. Like, we beat Milwaukee in there. We beat Philly in there. Um, who else did we beat during the streak? It, it's a couple, three or four different teams that are going to make the playoffs. I think the only non-playoff team that we beat was, like, Utah, right? Yeah, Utah, the Pacers, Oladipo. Pacers are going to earn the playoff team right now, right? Um, Hold on. Let me get this full schedule up just so I don't mess up any of them. But I know Boston's in there. But, yeah, yeah. Boston was in there. No, I was reading the wrong ones. Hold on. There's I know Boston's in there, Utah. Philly, Milwaukee, and there's two other teams. The Hornets, the Knicks. The Hornets and the Knicks, right? So the Knicks are okay. The Hornets are the only bad team that we beat in that whole stretch. So, again, yeah, they're balling right now, man. And – uh Something I found interesting is after the game, they're interviewing Nico on like you know one of those things where he's just sitting on the bench. They're talking about him like, "Hey, how you feeling?" Obviously, the team's playing really well since you've been back. And Nico goes, 
Yeah, I know you guys like to make fun of me and everything, but I'm not going to take it personal. I'm just going to go out there and play my game. So you guys can sit here and continue to make fun of me. I know that's your job, but I'm just going to go out there and not take it personal. So it sounds like Nico has a bit of a chip on his shoulder. You know, he's been listening to some of the talk. Maybe he checks out the No Catch Up podcast. Shout out. <laughs> you know, maybe he's hearing what people are saying, but it sounds like he's really taking it personal, man. You're like, we always knew this dude had talent, but a lot of times maybe you just need that motivation. And I'm sure uh, just maybe everything that's happened, man, he's just motivated and the young dudes are feeding off it. Also, shout out Chris Dunn. Legit. Legitimate player. Like, legitimate player. Dead ass wrong about Chris Dunn. Yeah. Everybody was. Everybody was. I mean, that boy is playing his ass off every night. Right. Every single night. And you knew the D was there, but the offense, man, what, he had 22 last night? Like, he can hit the three. He's nice, and he looks comfortable, too. Sometimes guys just need confidence, you know? Absolutely. He looked very comfortable. Yeah. He was pulling up. When he pulled up for that transition <laughs> yeah, three in the yeah, fourth, yeah. I was like, who is this yeah. guy? Like, what made him even think about yeah. taking that shot? Yeah. We were down nine in the fourth quarter with, like, what, five and a half left? Yeah. I'm like, this is about to be a runaway. Like, there's no way. we were. And if I know everyone's talking about that last couple minutes. But the stretch before that, we looked terrible. Terrible, yeah. We were running all over the place. Ball was bouncing all over the place. Yeah. No one knew what to do. We right. weren't hitting any shots. Right. Like They got cold as well, which helped us out. But Chris Dunn is legitimate. Plays hard. I mean, yeah, he was doing everything. And will continue to play because he plays D. So if he's having an off night shooting the ball, he can still play 30 to 35 minutes because he locks up. Like, he plays D. I saw him d up on Simmons. I mean, Simmons, I, I was texting you last night. Simmons is a matchup nightmare, right? If he can learn to shoot free throws, he's a legitimate problem because he's a 6'10 point guard. He can go wherever he wants to on the floor. He's got a great handle. You know, he's, he can finish and everything like that. He just can't shoot free throws. So if you foul him, um, you, can, you can neutralize him. But Dunn was up in there trying to give it to him, and Simmons has got, what, six, seven inches on him. I mean, that dude is just tough. He's a bulldog. I like how he plays, man. Like you said, yeah, he's fearless. Like that shot last night was fearless. The second three to tie up the game was fearless. He had a hand in his face, and he, it was, that was swoosh. So yeah, yeah, I love it, man. The key, the key to winning is getting the ball out of fucking Justin Holiday and Jerry and Grant's hands. I understand Holiday had a good game last night. I, 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 I no longer need to see <laughs> any more Justin Holiday or any more Jerry and Grant ever again in my life. We're good. Fair enough. Yeah. I feel you. But yeah, Chris Dunn's a ball player. <clears throat> Pure and simple. He's not Balls. scared. He was. He dude, like you said, he looks comfortable. He looks confident. He's coming off of screens. He's hitting 18 footers right. at the top of the key, pulling He's running up, the offense. running the offense, playing D, playing hard. I mean, yeah, it's been it's been great. He had 22, six assists, four rebounds yesterday. Just to go back to Nico for a second, he's averaging 20 points, seven rebounds on 50 percent shooting it's from hot. from two and three plus 50 plus. So like he's been doing his thing. He's been hustling. But I I do want to well real quick also yeah. he's been affecting Bobby Portis too because Bobby Portis has been out there balling too Bobby Portis is out there hitting threes um he's playing hard he's grabbing big rebounds that 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 all matters and Bobby is out there his attitude is so positive though. yeah he wants to be out there he had like a simple ass rebound I mean it was in traffic right later in the game last night but he picks up the rebound off the glass. Kinda, it's a, a fouls call to like you know stay here, stay here, all like defensive following the rebound. Right. He kind of like flails his arms out, 
moves. I think Ben Simmons was next to him. Moves Simmons out of the way, and he starts flexing and yelling. It was almost like some old, uh, some old school like Joe Kim shit. Right, right. Like where he was feeling it. Like yeah, yeah. Like he was just yelling at the crowd, trying to get the crowd into it. Like the UC was rocking last night. Yeah, and, and Nikki had tickets and left in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Wow, I, I said, I said, Nikki, I, I, what's yeah, really I, good? I, I had to, I had to kill her for that one last <laughs> night. So that's what, this is like the closest you'll get to a playoff game in a couple of years. So you might as well, you know, I mean that atmosphere you could tell it was just rocking. It just looked like a fun game to be at too. No doubt. And you know who low key had a really good game last night? Denzel Valentine, five of six from the floor. Yeah, three assists, ten points in twenty, like a little, little over twenty minutes. Yeah. Playing, playing his game, doing his thing, not trying to do too much, taking shots when they're there, not trying to force anything. He's that's. He, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, not, I'm just gonna say, you know, Denzel. I mean, he is what he is, man. But the, he, 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 I feel like in a winning situation, Denzel Valentine can somewhat be a positive. He's come from a winning situation. The whole Michigan State four-year player thing. He's come from Izzo. Um, guys like that. I mean, they, they, yeah. I, I feel like we we kill him a lot too. But like we said, he has a lot of confidence when he plays, and if he gets going, yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind Denzel Valentine out there. Yeah, no, I mean, no reason for him to defend Ben Simmons though. He was Ben Simmons was killing him. Yeah, whenever well, they put him on them. Yeah, I mean, he's not a defensive specialist. No, not at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> all right, but let me let me give you my my absolute true to the true to the heart take, bro. Okay, this is my absolute worst nightmare. Really, the Bulls winning these games. Yes. The Bulls are now nine and twenty. When we were playing close games, competing and losing, it was per- it was perfect. Sure. Like when I said like the Bulls are off to a perfect start when we were like one and eight or whatever it was, I, that I was dead ass serious. Like this is an absolute nightmare. That, so you're there with it. This is an absolute nightmare for me. I was wondering if there are people who were, were going to say that during this. Street this is and, an abs- This is an absolute worst possible scenario. Wow. Nico comes back. People are calling him Larry Bird on the post game. MVP. They were calling him Larry Bird. Gee, all this crazy shit. Yeah. People now. People are talking about we're six and a half games out of the six seed. This is my. Well, I, worst. I haven't heard that. This is my. Well, I mean, that's the fact. That's uh, the fact. I haven't heard anybody even bring that. Anybody that brings that up, yeah. That, we're six and a half games ridiculous. out of the six seed in the East. Yeah. This is my worst nightmare. If we end up winning thirty games, I'm gonna be. Very upset, bro. So, yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand exactly where you're coming from. Because now, I love to see Chris Dunn balling. I love to see Nico balling because then that gives us some options. Either we can keep him, we can try to get another piece for him, a a couple young pieces, some draft picks, whatever it is. The fact that this is happening, Levine hasn't even come back yet. That's where Justin Holiday's going to disappear. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's fine with me. He's done. He can go. So, if they come back and Chris Dunn's running the one like he is, then Zach Levine comes off, he's giving us 18 or 19, and Nico stays at the same spot, 18 and 19, then Rolo is Rolo. And you don't trade him. And you don't trade him. Dude, we're going to win 30 games, and we're going to get, we're going to draft nine. So, yeah. And then it's the same shit all over again. Unless... All of a sudden, we go, we we guard packs figure out they like they act like they know what they're doing, and then we go add a, a, another couple pieces in the offseason that can complement Zach Levine and Nikola Mirotic. Well, but is that what we want to do? 
is is so, that who we want to have as the focus of the Chicago Bulls going first, forward? Do you feel what I'm saying? First, yeah, let's let's pump the brakes just a little bit because 30 wins right now is still a stretch. We're on a six game win streak, and we're at what nine wins or nine or ten wins? Nine wins. Nine we're wins. Gonna be, and we're gonna so, beat the we're gonna beat Washington or the Magic at home on Wednesday. How that's do you figure? Wins. Because I said right, we'll see. Because um, Nico. Because that's why. All right, because we are. <laughs> so we're looking a little bit further ahead right now. So I'll say a couple things. Number one, man, I don't, I don't, I, I see where you're coming from with this. If everything that you're saying is based around the draft pick, right, getting the highest draft pick possible, trying to get one of these guys, whether what it be Bagley, it okay, I understand, whether what it be Bagley, not? Porter, whoever one of these guys is going to be, or my boy Colin Sexton. Um, you know, shout out Colin Sexton. Yeah, he's going to be available by nine. <laughs> um, <laughs> game changer. Yo, hey, my man almost won a game three on five, so I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. Real quick, Nick was on Colin Sexton early. Before the season started, he hit me with been a on video. Him. Been on him. Was like, yo, bro, check this cat out. <laughs> this dude's an animal, blah, 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 blah. <clears throat> oh, he's got confidence. I love that guy. But anyway, so yeah, yeah um, <clears throat> I see where you're coming from with all that. Number one, I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think that we have the talent. I think a lot of these guys are playing way better than they, they're supposed to be. Nico's not going to sustain averaging 21 points a game on above 50% shooting. Um, done in them, they might stay this good, but again, man, I don't, I don't, I don't see us beating consistently beating teams like this going forward. With that being said, I don't necessarily see it as the worst thing for some of these guys. If we can win some ball games, if we can start to compete, if we can be decent, you don't necessarily have to bottom out. If you look at how our last run was built, it was built that same way. We drafted a couple good young players. Remember, we had Ding. Like, I'm talking about way in the beginning of that, yeah, right? Dang, we had Ding, ben Heinrich, Ben Gordon, all those guys, right? And with those Vinny Del Negro teams, we'd go 41 and 41, eighth seed in the playoffs, right? Losing the first round, whatever it was. But what happened is you started to see who your gamers were, right? Who's confident in the playoffs? Who's helping you win games? Who's a guy that's a foundational piece, right? And then you were able to add, continue to make some good moves and everything like that after that. No, the no, biggest no. hindrance to that – well, go ahead. But you're and missing. he had the Derrick Rose. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. you mean but we listen, got the number one but draft listen, pick. But listen, Rose aside, right? Rose aside, because we had two years of Derrick Rose helping us as far as getting the playoffs in two or three years, right? Take all that out of it. It was still a solid team, right? It was still a solid team, and you still followed that method. You got to the playoffs. I don't want a solid team. Okay, listen. Do you understand bro, me? Bro, I understand what you're trying to say, but just listen to what I'm saying on this, right? The biggest hindrance to all that, though, is that we, we neither you nor me or most people believe that we have the management in place to make that difference. We don't have the guys who can follow through with that plan, but you don't necessarily have to bottom out, right? Did the Celtics bottom out? You made some good moves, These right? The, the, you're talking about the I premier. Understand. I understand. The I'm just telling organizations you. I'm just league. telling you. In they a have perfect, the best coach in the league. They have one of the best GMs in, in the league. In a very good scenario, that's what would happen. Now, what you're saying is, yeah, we don't have the GMs to do it. Coaching, hey, I, I got to give it to Fred this year. They they have, if this is Fred Ball, um, it's, it's whatever, right? It, it, it's competitive at times. I don't think it's going to work with superstars, but whatever. Um, I mean, they're scoring, right? That's what he wants to do. They're defending. And, but they're, they're defending, but but the scoring, you you know how it yeah, works. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, they're scoring hundred plus in the last six in the right. win streak. I mean, they're plus twenty two in the fourth quarter. Right, they're closing now. Right. I mean, yeah, hundred percent. But remember the difference, like when we did the last episode, when they weren't closing games, they were just getting beat on D. They're not. They are getting stops now. Um, but yeah, man, I see where you're coming from. Again, I just don't think it's necessarily the worst thing. I think losing. You know, sixty five games in a season doesn't necessarily always have the greatest effect on you. 
and consistently losing 65 games in the season isn't necessarily the best thing. If they can go 30 and 52 and we grab a pick at 7, 8, 9, okay, we'll see what happens. How oh many teams okay, like how many how bro. many teams are going to be worse than us right now that we know for sure? Let me pull up the East. Yeah, pull up the East. I'll pull up the East right now, but but I'm telling you picking 9 is a nightmare. And we have those All right, Atlanta 7 and 23, right? Yeah. Will they win more than 30 games this season? No. Okay. Orlando, will they win more than 30 no. possibly? No. Possibly. No. They start off hot. No. Possibly. No. Charlotte. Close. Charlotte can win 30 games. Dwight Howard's balling okay. all of a sudden. So now we're done. Brooklyn's going to win more than 30 games, correct? Right. I, As I told you, I want to I want to go ahead and say I told you this like six months ago when we were talking about that pick, that Brooklyn was going to be better than what you thought they yeah, were going to yeah, be. Yeah, you did say that. We did talk about that. All right, let's go in the, let's go in the West. Dallas, eight, eight wins. No. Are they going to get to 30? No. Memphis, nine wins. Are they going to get to 30? No. You don't think so? No. Sacramento, nine wins. Are they going to get to 30? No. Phoenix, 11 wins. They're going to get to 30. Maybe. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five teams that you're 100% confident that they're going to have worse record than the Bulls. Confident. Yeah, I mean, I don't, think, I don't know if we're going to get to 30. If you think either. that we're going to get to 30. But, Assuming I mean, that we get to 30. It's going to, get, it's going to be close. And so I, we still got a top five pick coming. Maybe. What's the problem? Maybe. What's the problem? Maybe. What's the problem? I don't want a top five Let's pick. get some confidence. I want a top three Let's see pick. who can play ball. Because Let's see who can contribute to winning basketball. That's what I want to see. Okay, before this streak, did you know who could play ball? Did you know Chris Dunn could play ball? Win, I knew he was starting to be able to play ball, okay, but not you, in wins. What you, were we talking about? I want to see some wins. I want to see. A, I want to see them playing some wins. I, Go ahead. Listen, I listen. I get it because I'm a Bulls fan. I get it. I want to see the Bulls win. No, I don't want to see the Bulls win. I want to see these young guys participate in wins. You're missing it. It's nothing about fandom right here. And but development. Are, I think it's crucial to development. Getting wins. Is crucial to development. So you want to see them get a couple here and there. That's what you're saying. Learning how to win games, learning how to close out games in the fourth quarter, learning how to play from behind, learning how to protect a lead. Yes, I believe that those things are crucial to development. You know what? If you does- watch watch some of these Philadelphia games, perfect example is Philly. They don't really necessarily know how to close out games. Philly has a lot of games where they're up big and they blow a lead, or Philly has a lot of games where they're down and cannot come back and win. They talk about it. They Philly, always talk about Philly it. Philly is a ex- way ahead of schedule. Understand. Right? Understood. Way ahead but of schedule. they don't know how to win. You understand what I'm saying? They blew that game last night. They are better than the Bulls, and they blew that game last night. You don't think some of that has to do with the fact they've been losing 65 but games for the last four years? do you understand that they're trying to learn how to win with Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Saric? Understood. These are big time players. I understand. I'm just We're, saying. I don't want to learn how to win with Jerry and Grant. Well, and you understand what I'm saying. But how many of these guys are going to be here? Dunn is going to be here. Dunn's going to be. Lori Markkinen is going to be here. Markkinen's going to be. Bobby Portis might be here. For sure. Denzel Valentine might be here. So that's four guys who might be here on your roster. Dunn is a point guard. He needs to learn how to play winning basketball. This dude, like we're talking about, him like this, this. This could be our point guard of the future. Should be our point guard of the future. I mean, that's campaign is had to campaign like, took a birth in uh, bath in holy water and comes back and is yeah like it's not it's no. not happening. So wh- why not see them win? They're not going to be good enough to jeopardize our draft pick that much. Is what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to say in a nutshell. I don't think they're going to be good enough to jeopardize our draft. It might take it from the first pick to the third pick, but who cares? This is my worst nightmare. All right, we have we got Orlando coming up on Wednesday. We're at Cleveland, then at Boston, then at Milwaukee. We'll probably get back on track at with Cleveland, the at Boston, at Milwaukee. Yeah, you think they're not <laughs> they're not coming back ten and zero? 
Yeah. So we'll uh we'll probably get back on track for me on the L's. But like I'm literally on the couch, excited, but then like damn. Like excited. I just, I mean, obviously I love to see them play ball, but bro, I want to I if if we win like twenty six games, twenty five games this year, and we miss out on DeAndre Ayton, Marvin Bagley, Luka Don uh Doncic. Right. And I, those guys, I'm gonna be dude, I I'm guess, gonna be livid, bro. I guess I guess to me And we end up picking Kevin Knox or can, something can like you, that. Can you tell me some team that's bottomed out? Recently, that's been able to, to come back and, and become good. Because if you look at some of these teams right now, outside that are, of Philadelphia, outside of Philadelphia, yeah, look at some of the really good teams in the NBA right now. Did Houston ever bottom out? They did the same exact thing, right? Acquired some One young of, players, made, built up assets, and then made, a, made they made a phenomenal trade. They made oh, a trade that they obviously fleeced the other team in and got a superstar MVP player. That doesn't happen all the time, but they didn't bottom out. We brought up Boston. Boston didn't bottom out, right? Um, who else? The Lakers bottomed out. The Lakers bottomed out, but I mean, it's not necessarily going well for them right now. Yeah, I mean, I kind of want to. It's just I don't, you know, I, I, I just, I, I just feel like if you have a chance to get some confidence for these guys and try to build through a different strategy, or just you know, some of these guys end up being good enough to carry you through your wins, you shouldn't want to root against that. But I understand where you're. I'm coming not from. rooting against it. You understand me? I'm sitting there just watching it. I'm rooting for them, but I, I wish they would lose. You're passively rooting for them. You want them to, yeah, you're not rooting for them. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I'm rooting for them. Like, but if they would have lost would last lose. night games, I would I would have been sick. I would have been like, man, like that that's some bullshit. That's a game we have to win because for confidence, that's huge. You can't sleep. We're just talking about Nico. You can't sleep on confidence. But that's the other thing, too, that's, that's really killing me. Now, this is, now Nico's getting all this credit. That might be somewhat – Relevant and yeah. and deserved. He deserves it. After last night, he definitely deserves it. But, is he, I mean, I sound like such a hater, so I don't know what else to say about it. That's just how I feel. But Nico, he, you could tell he, he was just he just couldn't wait to get back out there and play. Yeah, it's it's not like a he he kind of had the the game taken away from him a little bit. Yeah, and he's not out there very passive. On some just, you know, he he's out there trying to rebound. He's playing defense. And he's the, motivated. The whole thing, yeah. And you know, when you're at home not playing, you know what you're doing? Watching the TV, on Twitter, listening. reading the newspaper, listening. Yeah. And that's what he was saying during that interview last night. Y'all make fun. I mean, he, you know, his English is whatever, so he's saying y'all yeah. make fun of me. But that translates to, like, y'all talking shit. Yeah. I've been listening. I'm at the crib. I see all this. I got Twitter. I got Instagram. I don't Y'all take it talk, personal. I'm, I'm I don't take it personal, but I'm going to come out here and be very upset about this. So I do take it personal. So, again, man, he's a talented player, but he might not have always been motivated in the past. Now he's motivated. And also, man, it, it's a lot when you realize that you're looking around the other guys in the locker room. You're like, I'm, I'm probably the most whatever. I have the greenest light on this team, right? They're paying me the most money. I've been here the longest. I, I can do pretty much whatever yeah, I want to do. Yeah, it's as green as it gets. There's no Jimmy Butler on the other side. There's no Dwayne Wade on the other side. There's no Joe Kim. There's no none of those guys. I'm, I'm, I have a green light. So, so I'm gonna shout out Nico. I'm gonna ride the the win streak into Wednesday. Enjoy it to to somewhat, but secretly, I won't be mad if they they start dropping ball games again. That's that's for sure. All right. Yeah, I mean, I hear you. Bulls at home Wednesday. Against the Magic, looking for seven in a row. 
They got to get that one because then they go out to to Cleveland, and that should probably sew that up. But well, if they came back ten on a ten game win streak, it'd be unbelievable. Then then maybe we can get back. Then, then maybe we, they might then, look at that Then maybe we could actually talk about them like <laughs> actually being a team with 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 Levine coming back. Then we start talking about making trades at the deadline yeah. and shit. <laughs> Who can we add? <laughs> We're looking for the five seed. That's so great. Right. Switching over to the four and ten Chicago Bears at home against the Cleveland Browns on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah. That's got to be one of the worst games in history. Of course. Like. Yeah. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Yeah. The Bears are awful. (laughs) The Browns haven't won a game. Haven't they only won something like two games in the last three years? They, like two or three games in the last three seasons. Like they're they they have some like true records there. They're I just mean, like awful. the Browns were one in fifteen last. Yeah. They've won one of their last twenty nine. Yeah, and he was coming back for another shot. Which Hughes. is which is crazy. Yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, one win in your last twenty nine ball. That's games? what I'm saying, bro. That destroys your con- to bring it back to the Bulls. That shit <laughs> destroys your confidence. Really you go out every week and know you're not gonna win. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We're not even if you're a good player like Joe Thomas. I mean, he's hurt right now, but every week goes out there. He's like, yo, I, I'm not. I'm going to play great. I'm going to make the Pro Bowl, and I'm not going to win a fucking ball game ever. Yeah, don't even know. Don't even remember what winning's like. Strike out every draft pick. Every, yeah. I mean, it's just over and over and over. But, yeah, so one of the worst slates in NFL history, regular season game. Uh, there's no way I watch more than 15 or 20 minutes. I probably will watch the game. I'm talking all this shit. It's Christmas Eve. I'll probably throw it on before I go hang out with my family. Yeah, and maybe. Then, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It is right? what it is, right? If you want to watch watch a little bit of things. Yeah, like I said, it's, it gives a chance for the Bears to win. So, you know, depending on what's going on, if you don't have a lot going on on Christmas Eve, you might end up watching this game. Um, but, yeah, that's just terrible. And that just shows, again, is any – yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm still mad. I'm still I'm still laughing. Like, I texted you last week. Like, people don't – not realize the disrespect it is to put the Bears on a Saturday at 3.30 – like that's like the 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 opposite of prime time for the NFL. That's like where you put the shittiest, low market, just terrible teams, and that should let all Bears fans let you know what the NFL thinks about the Bears right now because that's just a terrible time. I, mean, I didn't even know they were playing. I, I flipped it on. I was like, oh shit! Like the Bears are about to come yeah. on. I had no idea. I mean, we could get into that. I got I got some I got some stuff I want to talk to you about. Yeah, well, that'll definitely play into what you yeah. just said. Bears lost. Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, Saturday. 20, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday mid afternoon. Mid afternoon. Twenty to ten to the Lions. Yep. We've now lost nine of ten to the Lions. Yeah. That used to be flip, bro. Like we would, I, we would always hate to see. We would hate to see Green Bay. We'd play Minnesota tough. And when you saw the Lions on the schedule, you like, we could get a win here. Well, there was actually a stat on the radio last uh, yesterday that John Fox has only won one divisional game since he's been head coach of the Bears. Wow. What Do you know what game that even I, is? I forget what it was, but they've literally won one divisional game. I think we might have beat uh, – I don't know. It's, but think, it's about, the last time, think about when the last time that we it's beat a divisional Minnesota. team. It's yeah, it might have been Minnesota. Yeah, got to be Minnesota at some point. Yeah, we haven't won a divisional game in like a year and a half. Or it could be that one nine out of ten to the Lions. Could be that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I could don't have know. been that. Could have been that. Yeah, that's terrible. One though. divisional game. We flat out. Did, I, I'm, I'm going to key on Mitchell Trubisky for sure for for majority of this segment. But I just want to point out that we have a good game in Cincinnati. Play well, man. 
Offense looked good. Yeah. Made plays. The play calling was solid. We put up points, 30-plus. Then we come back the next week. We play the Lions. Back-to-back road games, I get it. Okay, like, that's fine. But we just disappear, bro. We don't show up at all. The The offense in the first half was non-existent. We didn't – We they. the only reason we scored in the first half is because they turned the ball over on a fumble, if right. you recall, yep. and we got some points there. Yeah. That was the only reason we scored in the first half. Yeah. Very – reminded me of when we played the Saints prior to the bye. Looked very good against a very good Saints team. Yeah. Then we come out of the bye, play Green Bay, and we look – We just got smacked we around. We just got smashed. Smacked around. Didn't show up. Didn't even bother showing up. I don't that 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 always goes back to a coaching thing for me but it's tough for to get up game after game when you have nothing really to play for especially on D especially on especially on especially D especially on D we talk and you about see it. we talk about that every week that, once that D looks defeated well dude they always on the field yeah. never yeah we the same thing over 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 again every week right yep. but I want to talk about Mitchell Trubisky yeah my, in my opinion, by far the best game he's played all year. Wow! So you you, you believe, you're like John Fox? I, I it's funny you say that because I was listening to John Fox and I agreed with everything he was saying. Wow! So, go ahead, tell me how you feel about Mitchell's Mitchell's performance, the game, and then I'm going to tell you why I so, think that's his best game of the so year. So here's the good: the good with Mitch, he he completes a high percentage of his passes, man. Like those intermediate passes, he he gets them where they're going. He doesn't look rattled in there. I thought, you know, he showed a lot of poise in that game. I don't think they ever had a chance to win the ball game. But, I mean, again, like, he, he steps in there. He delivers. His pocket presence has gotten a lot better. They still don't do him too many favors with play calling. But it seems like him and Inman got a good rapport, everything like that. That that was the good for me. So, I understand where you can see that and where the progress is He didn't get too many from. targets to, to Inman this game. But, like, yeah. him and Whedon – we, yeah, he, all of them. They look a little more. Right. It looks a little more. Mad. Each week he picks on. Like last week it was Kendall Wright. Right. You know, this week it was Weed. Whatever right. it might be. Um, the bad for me is those bad throws, man. Like the picks, all three of them, especially the first one and the last one, were awful throws that you cannot make. The last throw I, we were talking about, and you were just saying, "Hey, he's locked in on Inman. That's their favorite route. Whatever it might be." Yeah. I don't care. You cannot, under any circumstances, make those throws. The first interception, I think he sailed it over. I forget whose head he sailed it over. Literally threw it right to Slay on the sideline. Um, again, yeah, rolling left, yeah. Yeah. I think hopefully those go towards his development and he just realized, okay, like this, this is a little bit different in the NFL. I cannot try to make that type of throw, and especially that end zone throw. Like Those defensive backs are going to be there. If I sail a ball in the NFL, someone's going to pick it off, whatever it might be. But just watching those balls, man, when he misses, he misses bad. Bad. You cannot make those throws. Those are game-killing throws. Imagine if that game had been 20-13, to 13, you know what I mean? And we're down seven, and he's marching down the field, and we're trying to score a touchdown, he throws that pick. Like, it's, just, it's just a bad throw. Well, let's go through each one. The first one, he's rolling left, doesn't square his shoulders, sails it. Sails it. Picked off yeah. by, by Slay. Big, was, it, was his that name, was name Slay, Big Play Slay? Big Play Slay. <laughs> <laughs> so, there is Slay Jr. That's a great football name. Yeah. Let, me, let me go through <laughs> that play there. He's rolling left for a right-handed quarterback, very tough to do, unless mm-hmm. you're Aaron Rodgers, and then it doesn't matter what your feet look like or anything Upside like that. Upside down. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It. He's rolling left, doesn't fully get his square, his uh, shoulder squared up to where he's going with the ball, sails it, and he gets picked off. Fine. 
the thing I liked, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through each pick and tell you why I think it happened and why, I li- why I don't, not don't mind it, but I, I see what he was trying to do. The reason I have a, the the little positive spin I could throw on the first pick is that he's rolling left, doesn't square his shoulders, sails it, but he's looking to go to the next level. Two weeks ago, he's not even looking to go to that se- this, the second read, the next level, the the pass that's 12, 13 yards up sure. the field. He's automatically dumping that. Right to Cunningham to Tariq to Jordan Howard, automatic. So I like to see that he was looking on that second level and trying to put that throw in there. He doesn't have shit to lose at the end of the day. Like, take this is this goes back to when Glennon was playing, bro. Let Mitch come in and make roll left, throw a pick, yeah. trying to go to the next level. I don't care about that, at least not right now. Yeah, like I said, hopefully it's a lesson. Right. The second pick is the one in the end zone. Terrible. This, well, was the third pick. The third one he closed the game was like 40 seconds left or something. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, something yeah. in the second pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the second pick. My, uh, terrible. The second pick, now let's talk about the positive. If you remember that drive to get to the end zone, they threw it every play down. He started on like the inside, like the 10-yard line, if I recall correctly. Yeah, it was definitely inside the 10 because I remember his first pass to Wheaton was out of the end zone, like six yards deep in the end zone. When they let him loose and let him throw it on that drive, he looks great. Yeah. Dropping back, seven-step, comfortable. He even talked about one of the uh, – in his presser yesterday at Hallis, someone in the press asked him, like, hey, is the game slowing down for you? Like, we're certain he was like, hey. Certain things are slowing down. Certain things aren't yet. Right. But if you watch the film, you could tell which plays for me. I'm more comfortable. My feet are quiet. I'm I'm comfortable in the pocket, et cetera. And that's how he looked on that drive going down prior to the prior to the interception. He had two or three big throws in traffic, pressure in his face, put him on the money. He gets down to the end zone, inexcusable, and throws it all away. Yeah, he does. Ridiculous throw. Cannot make that throw. Cannot in the red make zone. that throw. Cannot make that. That was my whole thing. You just cannot. There's no circumstance in which you can make that throw. Funny as this sounds, uh, maybe I'm just backwards today with the Bulls thing and the Bears thing, but he tr- for him to throw that ball, he has to trust his eyes and kind of and kind of think think he's seeing what he's seeing. So like he mentioned, hey, the DB. Uh, duped me into a bad throw I got picked off can't make that mistake I thought I saw something that I didn't at least he's confident he's going with what he's seeing on the field if that makes sense right. he drops back he thinks he sees something he's letting it go he's not second guessing himself he's not standing in the pocket pump pump and getting sacked in other words He's seeing something, or he thinks he's seeing something. He's trusting his read, and he's letting it fly. And he's trying to make a play. He's trying to make a play. Right. I can appreciate— Which is what you want to see. Which is what you want to see. I can appreciate all that from a guy still hasn't made 10 starts in the league yet. Right. So I can appreciate that. And the last pick is purely a miscommunication, it seemed, with, a, with whatever route. A miscommunication between quarterback and wide receiver. He throws a pick. Right. So I get— he threw three interceptions, turned the ball over, which you can't do. But all the things I mentioned, I really appreciated. He was making sh- – dude, all the things that Fox mentioned, I was watching the game and I was writing notes on. I agree with him 100%. He 
He was changing plays. Right. There were people that were misaligned on formations. He was putting them in the right spot. He looked like an NFL quarterback. He looked like a he had, quarterback. He had command. He had command right. a little bit. So that's what I could appreciate. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and I'm, that that's why I think that was his best game of the year, bar none. And I'm not trying to kill Trubisky at all. I'm just saying that like you, you can't make that throw. But to what you're saying, 100%, man, his command – Again, sometimes when he steps and stays in the pocket and delivers some of those throws, just his overall demeanor, how he looks out there, he doesn't look like a deer in headlights anymore, right? Like he looks like he's he's kind of he's kind of getting getting into the groove of everything, adjusting to the speed, understand how to become an NFL quarterback, making the adjustments at the line, like you said, lining people up, doing what you see the, the, the good guys do. Um, that's like why the, this offseason is critical, huge, and whatever and what coach you get is crucial. And we point, like, Jared Goff is the perfect example of that, it's right? perfect example. Perfect example. You bring in somebody who can mentor this guy who has some skills, might have had a rough rookie year, but the physical talent and raw talent's there, and the guy wants to learn. And we haven't heard anything about Trubisky not wanting to learn, right? Um, you, you see what happens, and you develop that guy. Please do not hire some retread, some other John Fox-type guy, some guy that we, yeah. they, what we all know about already. Mike who's Shanahan. Bigger ego than development. <laughs> you know, like McVay, no one knew who that dude was. He just got in there and got to work. Yeah. Right? Went in yes. there and got to work. Don't bring me John Gruden. Don't bring me any of these, these people, these personalities. I don't need them. Just, just bring me a young, hotshot, smart coordinator or whatever it might be that can develop a quarterback. I agree 100%. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns coming up, just for a, just for a little bit. We already know it's a terrible it's a terrible game. I want to talk to you about the outcome because I'm going to tell you this: the Cleveland people and the Cleveland players think they can win this game, a hundred percent. And they've had some competitive games the last six weeks or whatever it is. They always seem to compete and then find a way to kind of kind of throw it away. They got a circle. It's funny because the difference between us is like we'll compete and then lose, but then we'll get blown out sometimes. They don't really get blown. They got blown out against Baltimore, but they're more times than not. They're playing pretty hard and, and like losing the game like twenty to like. I think they 17. have a solid defense over there. Yeah. yeah. So it's gonna be an interesting game. Um, Who what, are they starting? That quarterback is it going to be Kaiser? I mean, he started last week, so I don't see why he wouldn't start this week. Bring him on. No, he's got like 25 picks this year. Does he really have 25? He has like, he has like, 18, no. he has like 18 picks, though. It's like nine touchdowns and 18 <laughs> picks. Dude, that, dude, that dude is throwing so many interceptions. He's awful. Wait, hold on. Let me pull this up. Deshaun Kaiser? Deshaun Kaiser. I'll tell you right now. 25. No, it's not 25. I was, I was, it's nine touchdowns, 19 picks. Yeah, that's bad. But I think he sat two games, too. So he's got 19 <laughs> picks in like 12 games. He's pace. He's pacing twenty five. Yeah, I mean, dude. The funny thing about him coming out is I never liked him at Notre Dame. No, so I didn't. I didn't. I don't really understand. I've never why liked any were, Notre Dame quarterback. I didn't understand why people. I loved Brady Quinn. I'll Brady tell you Quinn that. I thought awful. Brady Quinn was going to be a great NFL Trash. quarterback. Trash. I didn't. I don't see how you could say that if you watched him in in college. I thought he was going to be a monster. Well, now he's doing NFL games, so. Yeah, no, nah, he works for CBS. Uh, he works for CBS. Shout out Brady <laughs> Quinn, though. Hey, man. Hey, He's dude, getting the check. That's the thing, though. <laughs> like, these cats, like, all these, like, if you do it the right way, if you just have, like, any type of, like, I mean, yo, Brady Quinn had a big-time college yeah, career. Yeah, and a big name, too, yeah. Big name, big school, played in big games. Yeah. Had a big coach. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was he was big-time. Charlie Weiss is still getting paid. Still on that Notre Dame deal, yeah. which is wild. But, um, yeah, so – Kaiser's going to go probably. Either way, if, if he doesn't go, what do you think the outcome is? We got to win this game, right? 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, we cannot lose to Cleveland at home. But um, I think this is the game where you truthfully just go ahead and really just let it fly. Like, I don't care if you don't have the weapons. I don't care what you don't have. I don't care who's out there. If you're a wide receiver, just go run and try to get open and let Mitch throw it because this team offensively is not good enough to uh, threaten you. You know what I mean? So you might as well take some chances, especially early in the game. Like, they really just need to let him come out and fly. Um, I, Cleveland's just not good, man. When your quarterback's throwing 19 picks and he loves to throw the ball up there like that, he threw two last week, two the week before, one the week before, so he, he, he loves to throw picks. He's going to turn the ball up. Yeah, Eddie Jackson should, should get a pick six in this one. I think we're going to kill him. If we don't, you shouldn't let John Fox no, go, come look- back to the locker room. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Just don't let him come back to the locker It's over with. What's the line? Have you even looked at it? I was try- I was just trying to look at it, and this shit's not. They, us- they usually don't come out till Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. It's Tuesday morning out here, so we'll see what that comes out to. But I wonder what would looks like a guess. I said I had to guess what the line is. Five and a half Bears plus uh, minus five and a half. Yeah, that sounds about right. Four and a half. Four and a half. Five, five and, and a half. half yeah. Something like that. Yeah. What if so what if we- something vicious like seven and a half. Yeah. First off, where are you taking me to dinner? Or lunch. It was lunch, right? Oh, these tickets is we won't know till uh we won't know. The Bears fans are gonna show up. Yo, you want me to you wanna you it's wanna young, buy out? It's young Trubisky. No, I don't wanna buy out. I'm riding <laughs> this one out. I'm not swapping my bet. <laughs> you don't wanna buy out, bro? I'll let you nah. give me lunch with no no drink. Bro. Nah, That's bro. the buyout. Nah, you get some Chick-fil-A <laughs> on the buyout tip. No. I'm riding this out. Bears fans are gonna show up. All right. Anyway. Don't let it be sixty degrees. That would be come on, that's not gonna happen, but That'd be the only way you'd even get closer to hitting that bet that you put in. <laughs> but um, really quick, I want to we we mentioned you know how bad we've been of late. I want to throw out a, a a stat like the last five seasons. Basically, basically Jeff Dickerson wrote a wrote an article for ESPN.com. Meet the meet the Browns of the NFC, the Chicago Bears, and I was like, damn, like no, nah, that's not us. You know what I'm saying? 100%. You go in the article. You read it, dude. That we've been bad, man. Really bad. Last five seasons in the NFC, twenty six and fifty two. I was surprised we won twenty six games. Thirty three percent win percentage. Only the Bucks are worse, and it's twenty. They have one. They have one less win. So we're basically at the bottom of the NFC. And the Bucks have also the- played one last game because they 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 hurt. They the, missed a game this year. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> So, we're at the at the bottom of the of. I mean, we're not the Browns yet. Like, yeah. like I said, they've won one game in their last two years so yeah. far. But we got to turn this shit around, man. And and hopefully we're on the right track with Trubisky. But and dude, and you bring up Tampa Bay, they got a Super Bowl in the last twenty years. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So. That that can kind of wash away a lot of a lot of a decade worth of losing. Well, the crazy thing about the Bears uh, that I didn't really realize I was thinking about the other day is usually you know you fire your coach to get better. Since we fired Lovey Smith, we fired mm. Lovey Smith, hired Tressman, right? I think Tressman won what like seven the first year and then like three the next year. Fired Tressman, hired Fox. Fox has gotten worse almost every year, right? We're still hovering around three or four games, so it's, we we haven't gotten better through two coaching changes, and now we're about to make our third coaching change. This coaching change has to hit. You yeah. cannot you cannot fire your most successful coach in franchise history outside of Dicka with the Super Bowl, but I think win percentage Lovey's probably win the most games as any Bears coach, right? Yeah, it's up there. And followed up with two guys who each get worse, right? And then hire another guy who doesn't work. 
Because that is some brown shit. So, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. We are the Cleveland Browns in the NFC. Yeah. It's a joke. Trestman was a bad hire. Bad hire. But we then we made a work. What was the point of hiring John Fox? No, no reason. Well, what was the point? What have we gotten out of the John Fox era? We've gotten worse. Yeah, nothing. It was a bad, nothing. That's a bad hire, too. Bad hire. Two Old bad guy, hires. Just like, hey, right the ship a little bit. and yeah. just, We just don't want to be really, really bad. Let's you just hire be a geek okay. from Canada and an old dude. Yeah. Yo, low-key, Trestman won the Grey Cup. Couple, Give a like, fuck like what that. he won. <laughs> <laughs> low-key, Trestman went back Tr- to Canada. That dude, he said, that fuck dude this. was and awful. He, he won said, another Grey Oh, this year he won a Grey Cup? He won this year, bro. Oh. Shout out Mark Trestman. Trestman said, yo, listen, it. forget forget about this NFL shit. He's getting paid in the loonies and toonies. I'm going to go ahead and go. <laughs> <laughs> give, me, give me a million loonies and toonies. I'm, I'm good go, to go. I'm going to go back to Canada go, go back and get these no, trophies. No pressure. Go back and get these championships. Yeah. Trestman went back. But, yeah, bro, that was a bad hire. Fox was a bad hire. And the next one, I don't feel confident about the next one, what Ryan Pace is going to do. Yeah. Because so, he's a goofy, too. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't want to be negative because, I mean, they definitely move from Fox. 100%. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So. If they don't, I, if they don't, I'm, I'm not, I probably, I'm not watching next year. Because, yeah, that's, that'd be a nightmare. I'm not watching. So, we'll see what happens. Bears, are you going to, uh, wait, final answer. Are you going to watch the game on New Year's Eve? No, I think I got to work. Christmas God. Eve? I think I got to work and I got some other shit I may have to do. So, probably not. Yeah. And I don't care. I might record it. I might. I won't, no, for what? Are you done with all your Christmas shopping? No. This, so that, set, this set me back. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get some <laughs> Christmas shopping. Yo, this set me back on the Christmas shopping hard. First off, it set me back on the fact that I can't move. And second off, I got ER bills. Man, this shit's wild out here. But hey, PPO, shout PPO, out. PPO, shout it out. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be a good day to go finalize yeah. your Christmas I shopping. think I get out of work at like four and I don't have dinner or anything until like seven or eight. So I'm gonna go handle some stuff. But yeah, this, this messed me up because last week was supposed to be Christmas shopping time. Yep. Bears at home against the Browns Christmas Eve. Check them out. They'll be going for five wins. We'll see if Trubisky can kind of parlay that last game, in my opinion, his best game of the season, into another confident performance to kind of close out the year. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up.